Hello, everyone. This is Opinionated, a roundtable discussion podcast hosted by Chris Kyes and Rick Fox. On today's episode, we review Warcraft, directed by Duncan Jones, and it is going to be a trip, guys. We we have a lot to talk about, um, and it's, as a result, a much longer episode than it normally is. So uh, we're just going to actually go ahead and jump right into it after just a few points are made. First of all, guys, thank you so much for rating and uh, subscribing to us on the iTunes store. It means a ton, and it is the easiest way to have us jump up the charts and uh, gain more uh, view- viewership? I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, listeners. Duh, listeners. And for those of you who are listening right now, just thanks. Saving the world is not a one-man job. Fight together, or we die together. You have me to protect you. I need no one to protect me. Well then. They're stronger. Be smarter. This war will destroy us all. But together, we might stand a chance. Whatever you plan to do, do it now! Hello, welcome to Opinionated. My name is Chris Kyes. I'm a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm also a level 27 blood elf with a spec in retribution. And I'm Rick Fox. I'm an aspiring author, and I am fiendish fox, keeper of locks, lore master, devourer of tomes, he who forges pawns, father of dragons, king of the Angrials, breaker of the one ring, starborn mage of the White Council, and he who shall not be named further. Well, someone's overcompensating. We are joined by two <laughs> guests tonight. Uh, the first of which I'd like to introduce is Andrew Saunders. Andrew, hello. Hello. How what, are you? I'm well. What is it that you do? I am a uh, TV critic for sloughwork.com. I'm also an audio engineer, and I am out for vengeance against the orc that killed my father. Oh, nice. that's a that good was a good one. one. I like All right. that. All right, Rick, We're also here? joined by my friend Cameron. Hey, everybody. I'm Cameron. I'm uh, also a filmmaker and... Uh, World of Warcraft enthusiast and also <laughs> that's, that's appropriate. Nice. Totally worth it. Yeah, uh, that, that was something that I planned and pulled off in one take. And <laughs> you were all very uh, really just one yeah, take. Yeah. Super candid, everybody. Um, <laughs> we also have one thing in common. We're opinionated. Nice. I'm a level 100 arcane mage. And good oh, job. Cool. Oh, you are actually. You no, are, for real. Yeah. You are the Warcraft fanboy. I thought in the you. Group I thought you were on the horde side. Is that not right? Well, you could. The horde. You could be. Oh, is it mage? Okay. Yeah. Were you an undead mage? Is that the wow, thing? Wow, you are dumb. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I dumb, was dumb, a. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> is there an? <laughs> Not hear anything he just said. It was so clear. Hey, I knew there were unique uh, classes at one point to different races, and so I thought that that might be the the case. What a filthy casual. Yeah, that's exactly what I am. <laughs> I am the most casual of Warcraft fans. Yeah, no, I I definitely am the resident Warcraft aficionado. Um, I've been playing World of Warcraft for gosh. Too long. Uh, almost Go ten. Ahead almost and give us the actual number. Almost ten years. Oh wow. my wow. god! <laughs> uh, which is even crazier that that game has been around that long. It is. But it really I mean, is. That's, so I've been playing World of Warcraft pretty much since. Um, 
right around the time the first expansion pack came out was when I first picked it up. Wow. So I wasn't there right at the beginning, but I've been a, a Warcraft fan since the early 90s. The, the first Warcraft video ah. game was released in 1994, Warcraft 1, Orcs and Humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to play that and Warcraft 2. And Warcraft the 2 is pack. where I originally got um, in, in on this, this so train. I've, I've been a huge fan of the Warcraft series and the lore pretty much since its inception. Hmm. And why are we talking about this? Because we saw a certain movie, and that movie is... World War- of Warcraft. No, nope, just, Warcraft. Oh, just, just Warcraft. Warcraft. That movie is Warcraft. Nice. <laughs> Continuing. Totally not cutting okay. that out. <laughs> that should not be like any sort of foreshadowing for how much we love the movie that you already forgot the title of. <laughs> All hail well, King Casual. That's, right. that's so, less foreshadowing about the movie and more foreshadowing about my poor memory. Yes. So we sort of, you know, have this elusive format on Opinionated where depending on the series and or movie and or time we have seen the movie and if we are... Pre- going to potentially review it again later, we approach it differently. Uh, tonight, we are doing the same format we did for our recent review, X-Men Apocalypse, where half of the review will be spoiler-free, and that's this half. So if you're listening and you're excited to see the movie, you can listen without fear. We will not give away major plot points, although we will talk about the fact that certain beats might exist in the movie, and we might allude to moments, but in general, it, it's a fairly safe listen. There like, is a war in this movie, just th- so we're clear. What? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I, uh, well, we'll get. There's a, fair, <laughs> there's a fair amount of crafting as well. Yeah, there actually yeah, is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but the second half will be spoiler filled, and also sort of be a stream of consciousness rant of us just talking about the stuff we pulled away from specific plot points. So we'll be very clear when that's about to happen. And whoa, I think Andrew just got a little angry that we're going to tell you when that happens. It's my first <laughs> podcast. I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous. <laughs> You're sweating more than uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in Fast Five, oh which gosh, is a reference only you. Rick gets at this table oh since we watched that very recently. <laughs> that actually does kind of play into how I feel about this movie, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, I actually was going to bring up that exact that same movie and compare it to this one. <laughs> it's a fully, it's definitely a thing I was going to do. But guys, we just came from the movie. How, how would we like to, I feel like we should let Cameron sort of take charge of the discussion since he's the Warcraft fan and that's who the movie is for. Cameron, yeah. do you accept the responsibility as... Warcraft lore lord of Lorderfell for this podcast. Of Lorderon? There you go. Lord, Shout there out go. to the nerds. Nice. Yeah. I, got I that. get that reference, I think. Um, because be... that's a that's a character. Nope. In... Nope. Nope. Close. Okay. Uh, for those of you who <laughs> Although, don't know, Lorderon I... is a kingdom in the Warcraft universe. That's uh, If you let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a person. That's totally what I was going to say. Right. <laughs> So, yes, I do accept that responsibility. <laughs> awesome. Well, Cameron, why don't you, uh, what, what's your sort of first impression given what just happened? Well, um, my first impression of the movie is uh, kind of split. I mean, as a, as a fan, uh, I really liked it. Uh, as somebody who's you know been into the Warcraft universe for a really long time, it's like something I've had since my childhood. Um I really did enjoy the movie from that perspective. Um, so as someone who's already sort of committed, sort of in the boat of this is going to be good, you were satisfied in that regard. Like it, it fulfilled sort I went, of I the went, basics of what yeah, it I, didn't commit any crimes as a fan to you. Um, that is not true. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. The movie definitely, there are, there are some very clear things about it that I did not care for. Um, that I can dive into maybe more in the spoiler filled half uh, when we start talking about like plot points and hmm. I'll be pointing out differences from the original canon. You know, they, they, they changed some things uh, from the original story to what they portrayed in the movie. Um, so as a fan, there were some things that was kind of like, oh, that's 
frustrating or that's different. Um, but overall, it was really cool. Um, and it was just it was just neat to see the story, even in a modified form, on the big screen. Like a two-hour um, cut scene? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so overall, that's my impression. Do you want me to go deeper than that? Yeah, so that that's your impression as a fan. As a fan, yeah. As a, as a filmmaker, as an appreciator of movies. Yeah, as a filmmaker and appreciator of movies, I can really sum up how I feel just by saying... <laughs> <laughs> wow, those are polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Right? Yeah. How do you justify that? Like, I, I, <laughs> feel, one person. I feel very conflicted right now. <laughs> Not unlike a certain character in the film. Oh. 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 See how I tied it back I together like there? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Some characters have multiple things I'm, going on. I'm yeah. very glad that uh, that you're, you're able to have those two ideas, though, because I feel like this movie is... Um, it leans itself to that because I, when it gets to me, I'm, I, I have a very similar opinion in, in some ways. Um, but I think it would be interesting to get Chris's idea as the complete non-fan to contrast with the, the fan's well, I, perspective. I'm not, I'm not a complete non-fan. Oh, okay. I, I actually really like Blizzard games mm -hmm. in general. Uh, Warcraft is probably my least favorite. I, I tried to play World of Warcraft. That's I never played one, never played two. Was there a third one? Yes. All right, never. Well, obviously, never played that. Um, and I, I, I really, basically, my favorite part of World of Warcraft was the character customization screen. Mm -hmm. I just spent a lot of time making it look cool, and I was totally for the horde. I made every character on the horde, and I was like, "This is going to be awesome this time," because I have totally stopped playing my other character because <laughs> this one's going to be different. Because now. I'm a hunter troll with a wolf pet, and that <laughs> sounds awesome. And then I realize, oh, well, I, this game just is not for me. But maybe if I make an orc, <laughs> I'll like it more. And it just never really clicked for me. But something that I really admire about Warcraft, in particular that game, is that the lore seemed very deep. So when they announced this movie, I was sort of like, how is that going to work? Like, there's part of the things that makes it cool is that there's like a book's worth of just dense material. Like, you many can make a Silmarillion yeah. just off of w the war in World of Warcraft, I feel like, yeah. almost. Yeah, 100% yeah, could. I mean, it's it sort of sounds sacrilegious. I'm not implying that it's going to be a, a, a literary masterpiece. I'm just saying it's there that are, much material. There are novels, right? Oh, there yeah. are novels of this yeah. world. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, th this this is a deep world, like even as someone who is, in fact, a very filthy casual, the filthiest of casuals, um, I can say that this is a deep world and it has a lot of really interesting ideas behind it. So as a movie, though, the thing is, is that there was so much and I'm going to go ahead and put all my cards on the table and just say there's way too many lore points, plot points, like different just mm -hmm. like things happening. It didn't ever seem to mesh into one idea that I could get along for the ride on, you know? And uh, I feel like when you're telling a story in a film, even if you're having multiple characters with multiple agendas, it should in general be like you're in a car, you're going on a trip. And there might be more pe multiple people in that car with different ideas of what they want out of this trip, but you're all in the same car. And this movie, it's like you're literally apparating between six different cars, and one <laughs> of them's a train, and it just, I, I don't, I, about 15 minutes in, I was just very confused. already so like, wait, they're who? Why are they there? How right. did, where are we? What? Like, it's just that constantly, from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. And 
you know, when we get into the spoiler cast, I, I, I think it's going to be fun to see me put pieces together as Cameron I, probably points I out. The, no, that, that was this person. <laughs> I think the very first thing we should do in the, in the spoiler cast is have Chris give his rendition of the plot as best as he possibly can. <laughs> I, I'm actually pretty excited for that. Uh, that Andrew, sounds great. we haven't heard your opinion yet. What, what is your, well, I, I, I'm zero fan. I'm not even a casual as you're calling it. I <laughs> played it once and absolutely hated it to be perfectly honest. So I, I don't have any fan opinion on this as a movie. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, it had some good and bad parts. So, I, so we've all at least booted up World of Warcraft once before, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So before you continue, I forgot to ask a very important question. Are we for the Alliance or are we for the Horde? Depends Guys. On, depends on where my friends are playing. Nope. Not, not <laughs> applicable. <laughs> totally for the Horde. In, in, in all honesty, I, it depends. Like there, I, when I played, which was a long time ago, I could see the merits and the benefits of both sides and where they were coming from. And so, that's what, that was genuinely one of the things that I most liked about both that and this movie. Which races did you think were the coolest is basically um, the actual question I have. I, oh. I really liked the elves, the Draenei, which you see very briefly, I think, in this movie. Yeah, you uh, do. I, I wanted, I, I I wanted to confirm that that, that yeah. was the character. Uh, I, I liked the elves. I liked the Draenei. I liked the humans. And I liked the orcs. That was my, my group. I really liked the dwarves, to be honest. Um, they had the biggest beards. They had the biggest beards. They had the guns. I should point out, uh, so I don't lose any nerd cred, I liked the blood elves, not the night elves. So, mm. Ooh, I like the blood elves oh. more, too. So it, you are sort of both sides. Yeah, there that, that was two races of each side, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Cameron, you're Alliance, right? I, I have to go back to my roots. I've, I've played uh, maxed out characters and like raided on both sides, both factions before. But uh, I am for the alliance. My first you character, guys are such dweebs. My first character ever <laughs> was a horde. night elf, and uh, I, I, you know, can't get past night elf females. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so, I just thought that was so a fun. At the risk of offending you, in the game, is there is an actual horde in the game? Yes. Okay. Now I'm up. Now I'm caught up. Thank All you. Right. The, Moving on. If if you wanted to put it in these these distinctions, you could think of the allies or the alliance as the allies and the axis as the horde. Okay. No, don't do it's that. Not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, jerk. It is yeah. not exactly. It is not by any means exactly like that. Basically, but it's, Chris loves Hitler. But <laughs> I mean, That's he what does. I'm he, he, You're the worst. Wow. This is worse than us talking about Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious <laughs> series. I'm oh sorry, my. I'm a monster. Oh, For man. the horde. Only like five minutes. Wait, wait, wait. Which side are you? Oh my. At least he's not ashamed of what he is. Like you. I'm no, I'm for the horde, but I'm not for Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> for Hitler's horde. Anyway, let's get off of wow. that subject. Yeah. We anyway. got to Hitler really quick. It was like five Welcome to Reddit. We're already <laughs> <God's law> <laughs> effect. I'm surprised it took this many podcasts to get to Hitler in all honesty. <laughs> That's true. We um, have reached the uh what Godwin's, Godwin's law. law, yeah. Oh, there it is. Every yep. internet argument will eventually result in somebody being compared to Hitler. That's there we true. go. Yeah. There we go. So um do, what Wait, else do Andrew, we need Andrew to... was we were just talking and I okay. interrupted him. So gotcha. you still need to give us your oh. thoughts on the movie as a filthy casual. Oh, as a, am I even a filthy casual? Am I <laughs> You're a not noob? even there. You're I feel like I'm a noob. Ooh, the, maybe, oh. You'd yeah. be a noob if you were still playing, maybe a but you were bad at it because you got mm. less than 100 hours in. I don't know. I, I watched hours. a guy play more than I played. So, <laughs> <laughs> As for the movie, though, um, there were things I really liked. Visually, I thought it looked amazing. I thought they were obviously trying to make it look like the games, and I thought that was kind of a good thing. They um, certainly threw the, everything they had at it. Yes, like, you can tell it's a huge production. The fighting was incredible. Like, there were so many things that would happen that I was just driving my jaw at that were just so cool to watch, and I'll delve more into some of the awesome 
bone breaking things that I thought were really, really cool about this movie when we get to the spoiler part of it. Um, as for the story though, I do kind of agree with you. It was very disjointed. There was just jumping around all over the place. I feel like it could have had maybe one central character that could have tied it all together a little better. Um, and it didn't have that. So, so before we get much more specific than that, let's go into the first phase of the podcast. Do which I not, do I not get to get to give mine? Did you not do it? Not really. I kind of spor- sporadically said things, but I didn't get to give a. Oh, I'm sorry. Actual. That's okay. Go ahead. I did say several. You things called that could me Hitler, so I was trying to <laughs> to back you out of the podcast. That's fair. That's entirely fair. Um, Sounds like something Hitler would do. I know. Yeah, I, totally. Um, Quit Stalin and get out of my house. Man, Worth it. I, I, I need a good Churchill pun. Um, anyway, uh, so. I, I kind of agree mostly with what Cameron has said. I agree with points that everyone has said at this point, but I feel that uh, I call myself a writer at the beginning of the or a author or yeah, aspiring author at the beginning of this. And what I attempt to write is fantasy. That is that is my my bread and butter. That's the genre that I've loved since I was a child. And so walking into this movie, I'm already on board. Um, and but the thing you also is, already probably are holding a high bar to it. Not because, really, because really? I, okay. I, I understood from the beginning that one, this is a video game. Those don't have a good track record. Um, two, this is a complicated, crazy world. And, you know, that's that's just that does not lend itself to a, a movie. It would be in some ways. And I'm amused that I'm making this uh, comparison, but it would be some ways like trying to make a movie of the Silmarillion. There's just such a big, huge mass of things to look at that it's hard to pick one thing and, and examine it real well. Um but overall, I, I'm much like Cameron of two minds. On the one hand, I can see this movie has massive, massive, massive flaws. But on the other hand, I'm a big fantasy fan, and I, I really enjoyed the entire experience of this movie, just looking at it, because it is very, as, as, you, as you pointed out, Andrew, uh, very, very beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, Your opinions continue to surprise me. Not that I disagree necessarily. I will get there. The, but I, that was not the reaction I expected you to have. The thing that I will say is that um, I have to compare this to our Fast and the Furious um, podcast series. Uh, anyone who's listened to those will know that the thing that I have continually had to say that about those movies is that I'm not on board for those. And so I can't get into them. I can't enjoy them. This is something I'm on board for. If you make a fantasy movie and it looks good and it looks cool, I'm on board. I can't help myself at that point. I can recognize this movie has deep, deep flaws, but I'm 100% on board for it. And so I can find a lot of things to enjoy. So You don't have to you know. be convinced to like it straight away. Exactly. You're already prepared to like it. Exactly. As a, whereas Fast and Furious, you sort of have to be won over if you are going to like it at all. Exactly. And I feel like I know just enough about this specific world that I followed things that I know that the average viewer would just, it would go over their heads oh, yeah, totally. uh, completely. And yeah. there's a lot of those things. There's a lot there, of fan service are in this quite movie. a lot. Yeah. A lot of so, fan service. Yeah. So on the one hand, like if, if I was just going to say like to, to our listeners, if they, sh- well, no, I should leave that for a little while. Okay. Uh, I was going to say something about like what I think about whether or not they should go see it, but we'll, we'll leave that. In any case, let's start out with the strong intro. Let's start out with, uh, our opener. Do we want to go into the critical points or do we want to go into the positive points first, guys? Put it to a vote. Let's do our criti- criticism I first. Say, yeah, criticisms and positive positives. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, would you like to open it up, Cameron, with uh, general thoughts and what you think the movie, the one thought yeah. that you think the movie failed the hardest on? Sure. If I had to sum it up in one thing, it would probably be. <gasps> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's several orcs that made that noise throughout yeah, the movie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, no, I uh, that was just a little throwback to a few 
few minutes pulled ago. pulled the Death Star there. I did, right? Um, <laughs> did the same thing twice. Yeah, and it wasn't funny the second time. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Will there be a third? Mm, that's for up for uh, Will Disney the Warcraft decide, A bigger, stronger Death Star. Right. <laughs> More shields. A bigger, stronger fart noise. Maybe put it in a planet. Um, Ooh, a giant planet making yeah. a raspberry sound? But that's yeah. not the movie we're here to discuss. Right. In any case... Um, Major criticisms with the point I think would actually or with the movie I think would kind of be on point with what uh, Andrew and Rick were saying. You know that, and Chris as well. Really, it's it's just the story is so broad and so deep that it just kind of came across as disjointed. And uh, Chris actually really liked the analogy used earlier of you know a story is kind of like taking a journey in a car. But in this movie, we were felt like we were jumping between like six different cars and playing Chinese fire drill at stoplights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just like there's one guy in a unicycle for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it was just it was just kind of all over the place. And, and that even as a fan uh, made it a little bit difficult to follow, especially considering some of the changes that they made to the story, um, because I kind of went into it knowing probably like, worse. So for someone like, oh, you, yeah, because I kind of there, yeah. there were elements of it where it's like, OK, cool. This is that happening. And I know that this is oh, that's not what's going to happen at all because they completely changed this. That's interesting because um, I, I, I th- feel like I suddenly I suddenly feel like I might be in the exact right place to enjoy this movie as mm. someone who knows just enough to yeah. like kind of be like, oh, that guy. OK. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think I think they, you know, it's it's no secret that World of Warcraft is kind of dying out. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't have as many subscribers as they used to have. The expansion packs have kind of steadily declined. The last one was, you know, had a lot of buzz around it at first, but then it died off really quickly. Um, same with the one before that. Um, the one before that was like their last really really good one, Wrath of the Lich King, mm-hmm. um, just kind of generally loved by everybody. Um, what about Pin- I thought Pindaria was after that. Oh, that's right. Uh, that, that one, was, one so, was supposed to be really bad. That one was so terrible, I completely forgot about it. Wow. Um, I'm I'm kind of impressed that I corrected you on the Warcraft award. Right? Ah. Yeah. Um, Strip my badge. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Well, I'm a resident Warcraft fan of the podcast. (laughs) Go give yourself. They say that Cameron should talk about it. (laughs) Go give yourself Um, a dozen lashes with your mouse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, it's. The story was just very disjointed. There were a lot of things going on. And then the significant changes made it a little bit difficult to follow as well for somebody who knows the story really well. Um, But uh, but that was probably my biggest criticism of the movie. Uh, Otherwise, I mean, it's just kind of general things like uh, certain actors I felt like didn't really have a very convincing performance or there were times where it was just a little bit cheesy. Um, Oh, and there was one other thing I was going to say. It was uh, on the, the heels of, you know, Warcraft, World of Warcraft kind of dying out. Um, there's a new expansion coming out in August. Uh, it's supposedly going to be the last World of Warcraft expansion. And so wow. they're trying to generate, I think, as much buzz as possible to get more people into play. Um, and to do that, they kind of they kind of had to do what they've done with World of Warcraft in, in that, you know, like vanilla World of Warcraft, when it first came out, if you wanted to be good at that game, you had to be so hardcore that playing World of Warcraft essentially became a second full-time job. Um, you just had to spend an enormous amount of time committing to making yourself good at that game. And every expansion pack after that has kind of catered more and more to new players or casual players in such a way that the hardcore players really got a bad taste in their mouth. And they still are hardcore players, but it just doesn't take the same level of work or commitment. And that kind of cheapened the experience for people who had put that much work in to the game. Um, I think in a similar fashion, this movie caters a little bit too much to, or tries to cater, I should say, to people who haven't been immersed in the Warcraft experience for the past 
22 years. Um, and, uh, and in doing so they kind of lost the hardcore fans and the new players or new viewers don't really know what's going on. So they kind of watered themselves down to the point of like, you know, not, not being able to really hit anybody very well, which is also ironically what's happening with world of Warcraft, Mm. the new players, it's still not good enough for them to get into it. Like the hardcore players used to, and the hardcore players don't see the value in being hardcore anymore. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic there and and dichotomy between the movie and the game. Do you (laughs) think that the movie was purely an exercise to generate like publicity for the game? Or do you think it is sort of a cross medium Exercise, yeah, definitely that. Um, it's it's not because I think if they wanted to generate buzz for the game, the the plot of the film would have been about what's about to happen in the game, and this oh, is okay. this is so far removed from that. Uh, they're they're not even on the same uh, level at all. Okay, I, I sort of got the impression of the other one mm-hmm. that even though they're not the same plot, I think it's designed in such a way to convince, hey, you may not be a gamer, but look how cool this movie and all this dense mm-hmm. lore is. Don't you want the full experience as yeah. it was originally intended? Well, and I think, yeah, I think that that is more the, you know, the cross medium, you know, they're, they're trying to definitely generate buzz with people and, and get more people into Warcraft and the Warcraft experience. But at the same time, uh, I don't think it's specifically for the next expansion just because there was nothing... Uh, in the film that pointed to that. Now, there were lots of promotional things like uh, people who bought in on the first weekend, I believe, were given a, a download code to get World of Warcraft and all of its current expansions for free. Wow. Um, now, they still have to pay the monthly subscription, but as far as like buying the base game goes, they, like, they gave out a lot of vouchers for that. So they're definitely trying to get more people involved, but not through the mechanisms of the story. So that was actually a lot of points. Would you like to summarize what your one negative critique is? And again, <laughs> <laughs> My one negative critique is um, the you know the watering down the story to appeal to new fans or people who don't have experience with it, and in the process losing the people who are super hardcore um, because it's something that's kind of so lukewarm that the hardcore people don't think it's as awesome, and the new people are still a little bit lost. My critique is very similar. It's sort of what I already mentioned that there's just so much going on. But I actually think it's a little deeper than that because I think that uh, I used the word deep earlier, Cameron, and I would sort of take that same whole idea and I would change that to complicated. And I feel like just because the story is complicated, it does not give it value. And I I think that is very much tied to the fact that my favorite moments in the movie were some of the most simple moments. Were the moments where, like, if I didn't see anything else in the movie, if I was flipping through channels and I saw this on TV, if I had seen one of those moments right away, I kind of would have been immediately intrigued and stuck around. But if I saw any of the other stuff going on, I would have been so confused I wouldn't have given it a second thought. And I feel like a really good film you can tune into at any point. You won't get the full experience, but you'll at least have a level of, okay, I I can see that something followable is happening that is compelling. And there are a couple moments in this movie where I feel like there is a hint of that happening. And it, it, it just should have happened throughout the whole thing. That, that idea of being able to just follow a journey is not present here. It, it's just, it's almost like homework. Like, I feel like I have to log so many different names and ideas and places in my brain. And by the time it gets to the big action scenes, I don't really care because I don't fully comprehend and understand the nature of the stakes. 
So my thing would be that the movie's too complicated. It needs to get dumbed down to be better, which sounds super contrary to how like a snooty <laughs> review should be of the movie. But like, I think if the movie was stupider, it would be smarter in a weird way. Like hmm. that, I don't actually know a better way to say that. It's it's just too complicated. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. For for me, the the way I would break this down is that this movie overreaches. It's trying to tell too much. I think. Um, I think it. Uh, I think if it were less complicated or if it were a miniseries, like this, I think would be amazing as a miniseries. I mini have the same yep. thought. I think I thought like if HBO pulled like what they do with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I feel like Warcraft's lore would lend to that very 100%, well. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree. Um, I think the thing for me with this movie is that I am in a probably fairly unique position of one, I want to like this movie and two, I'm primed going in to know exactly what's going on with very little, um, with very little, uh, explanation needed. I'll, I can, I instantly understood things like what was going on with, uh, specific magic things that were going on that I'm sure that will be very confusing to you later. I just want to um, point out that because we don't have a fourth mic stand, Rick's mic is resting on top of a copy of a dance of dragons <laughs> and the Cimmerillion. And this is the first time that's ever been a, a poignant moment. It's <laughs> very fitting. I, I mean, th those are, are, yeah, I agree. That is sort of <laughs> what what's interesting to me specifically about that is that neither of these things I feel like would make a good movie. And for very similar reasons. A Dance with Dragons is way too complicated. It's half of a book in in a lot of ways. The Silmarillion is a history tome that deals with tons and tons of different lore and legends in this world. And I feel like that's sort of what they tried to pull together here. Um, they they did so many different characters and tried to in very quick succession give you just enough about them to kind of grasp onto their uh, character and what they were trying to do and what they were trying to accomplish that you never could quite get your feet and get your claws into a character and really get who they are and why they're doing what they're doing. I felt like I did specifically because I'm primed for this. I, I know where I am. I know what I'm doing. I know just enough about this world to jump onto things and not enough to get mad if, or to notice if there's something wrong. And it's unfortunate to me that so many people will not be, will not have the experience that I had in this theater. So Andrew, well, um, I mean, everybody's already said it. It's just, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on. They're juggling a lot of different stories. And my biggest thing was just as one thing would kind of start to get traction as one of those stories would kind of start to get interesting to me. They just cut to something else. Yes, like, I noticed that too. Oh man. Like, can we, can we talk about what's going on with the orcs a little more before we go see the mage again? Like, Oh man, but it was, it was very complicated as you said. And I just felt like maybe they were trying to do something a little ambitious, almost like Lord of the Rings ish, where there are a lot of plot points going on in Lord of the Rings, but there is something central that ties all those together. And I feel like Warcraft was kind of missing that. Even in then in Lord of the Rings, they're not like jumping around as constantly right. as they are. Like at the end of the two towers, mm -hmm. they're staying at Helm's mm -hmm. Deep. It's all happening there. They mm -hmm. might cut away for a mm -hmm. minute after a long mm. sequence, they but, do, they let you get acclimated to yeah. what's important in that moment right. in the story. And in Lord of the Rings, everything, every other character on the good side, at least, serves what Frodo is doing. You know what I mean? Everybody is not with him, but they are assisting him That's in his link. mission. And he is he is the link to every other story. And Warcraft was so disoriented and spaced out because they were trying to cram a lot into it, like you said, Rick. Mm -hmm. And it was it never really meshed as well as it should. Yeah. Without getting too spoiler, spoilery, excuse me, um, the main orc character that we see for most of the movie, 
he never, nothing ever really becomes of him. And we'll talk more about that in the spoiler section, but hmm, I was that, kind of, don't agree with that, but that's, don't agree with that. yeah, that's, that, but again, that may be, I, just, I can see where you're yeah. coming from. Well, I, some, so, something certainly does become of him, but it was for, he seemed, I don't know. We'll talk more about in the spoiler section because yeah. I don't know how to discuss it right now without diving yeah. all the way into it. Essentially, right now, you had issues with how... I believe that character's name is Durotar? Durotan. 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 You, you had issues with how Durotan fit into the plot yes. as a whole. All yes. right. <laughs> so that's a big one. Yeah. And in general, like you, you echoed what the rest of us had said as well. So to what? flip it around, let's have you start with the things you liked most about this movie. Okay. And uh, that way... You know, we can you kind of circle back around, thunder, yeah. yes, <laughs> or Cameron's rather. Um, hands down, um, the action, the action was incredible. The there were so many things where um, somebody would just come running out of the screen and see just get bashed across, or just like the sheer strength of the orcs and they're lifting horses and throwing them at people. Oh, and uh, there, there were a lot of things that I had felt like I'd never seen in a movie before. And that surprised me. I thought... Have you seen The Fast and the Furious? <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend going straight to Fast Five. Does Paul Walker throw a horse? I'm, well, I'm Dwayne The Rock confused. Johnson and Vin Diesel fight, and that's basically two orcs fighting. So, oh, <laughs> Yeah, that okay. is true. Just less teeth. Oh, my gosh. Less well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and less interesting, but, you know. Um, mm. Well, mm, well. <laughs> Anything else, Andrew? Um, no, keep going, yeah. Um... The, there were times where I thought the score was also great, especially in the beginning. I thought it was the, the orc score, the the really low drum music was really great, and it worked really well for it. Um, I honestly don't have a ton of positive things to say, but <laughs> um, the what I do, like the action, especially visually, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, as far as compliments as, as this for this movie would go, what I have to say is is just I'm impressed with how it looks. There's parts where, you know, the the main orc, uh, what was his name? Durotan. Durotan, like, he looks real. He looks like you can reach out and touch him. And that's amazing for something that looks so inhuman and at the same time pulls off so many human characteristics for this character. You would think with those big tusks and that the weird, you know, shape of his head and how bulky he is that you wouldn't be able to pull off anything tender or anything... Um, uh, emotional, but he, other than like rage, but this guy nails it, and I I'm very impressed with the look of the orcs, um, and the look of everything in this movie. I I I love the way the magic looks. I love the way that the the cities look. Everything about this, it it may be that it's hitting me right in the nostalgia, but it looks so good. So that's that's the biggest compliment I can give it. Is just a man. I want I would want to see more of this world, even if it didn't make a bit of sense. So my bit is very similar, um, and it's something that I've never said is my favorite part of a movie before, but it's the costuming. I think that the production design in general in this movie is really stellar, and it's it's not actually just the costuming, but it's everything about the props, the the costumes, the environments. It's it's very just immersive to look at. And to, to Rick's point, you know, I, I feel like you were talking more about the nature of the CG the effects essentially because the the orcs like they aren't real that's, that's they what affected I, them to look that way that's what i emphasize but i do agree with what you're what, what you're putting out there i think the reason why that wasn't so much a strong point for me is because i still feel like when humans and orcs are on screen together i can still tell one is more real than the other and it's only because like when humans are wearing those breastplates that are you can tell that they're crafted with a lot of care like they mm -hmm. they're made to look amazing on camera and when the orcs are there, you can tell that the orcs are some of the most like 
fascinating CG of a non-human character that's made to look like it belongs in a world with a human character so far, but it still didn't lock my interest quite as much. <laughs> and the reason I keep to that is because I love the practical elements of this movie so much. Mm. Um, and there's not a ton of them, but it was very impressive to me, the level of detail in the practical work that exists here. And honestly, that was not something I expected to say. And I'm worried that it's going to be interpreted by the people listening that, oh, well, that's not really that big of a deal. It really is very cool. And I'm also the type of person that loves watching the special features on what the film you mentioned earlier, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, because the links they went to to make everything look real on screen are so profoundly interesting. And I feel like they were really close to doing something groundbreaking the way they did with that film. I don't feel like they quite did it, but I feel like they came pretty close in terms of like using computer effects closer, I would even say in regards to that specific department. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can't overstate how cool I thought just everything looked in general. Positives for me, definitely visually. I mean, I would, I would agree with everything that's been said so far uh, from the action sequences to the CG effects to the practical effects, all of that. Um, so to say something different, I think, um, just coming from my unique perspective as a hardcore fan, um, there's, I said this earlier, but there's a lot of fan service in this movie. A lot of things that if you don't know the story really well, or you're not, uh, a World of Warcraft veteran, for instance, you might not pick up on, but, um, all of the cities, you know, all the time we spent in Stormwind, um, uh, identical to the game. It all looked exactly like it does in the game, um, which I was really happy that they kept those things similar, you know, in a lot of the other different places like um, Black Rock Mountain um, and uh, the uh, the place where Karazhan is that's uh, outside of Duskwood and, and people are going to crucify me for this, but I'm forgetting the name of the place off the top of my head, <laughs> um, even though I spent hundreds of hours raiding there in BC. Um but anyway, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, Karazhan was a little bit more, uh, and this is also, you know, plot centric with the Warcraft universe, you know, but it's a little bit different than the game, but there are significant events that cause it to be that way. Hmm. Um, but it was really interesting as well. Some of the characters and, you know, just, just seeing, you know, people that you've fought in World of Warcraft or fought alongside in World of Warcraft and then seeing them, you know, on the big screen, it was just the fan service department was, was really cool. And even like little stuff, like, um, something in the final sequence of the film that's like really minor, it has no bearing on the plot whatsoever, <laughs> but it just looks exactly like something in World of Warcraft and it's really cool. Now we do our, our one word review. Yeah. Um, and this is just, you know, one word, how you feel about the movie, not necessarily on a scale of good or bad, but just a scale of this is the movie to me. Uh, so Cameron, how, how do you feel about it within mm. one word? It can be like a hyphenated word, I suppose, or okay. try to stick to one word. Mm -hmm. I think I've already like one, that one or two, one or two words, like just Maybe. very, very yeah, short. Yeah. Beautiful mess. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty. Well, yeah. you, you talk you, you about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I think that it goes without saying that the strongest element of this movie, if this movie had to pick one of its elements to be its champion, it would be its visuals. Um, you know, like uh, just if you're going to go to bat for anything for this film, it's how good it looks. And, uh, and that's on all levels. Um, but at the same time, the story was kind of a mess. And, um, you know, I, I've expounded on that already, you know, but just to kind of summarize it, there's just so much going on. And the, I don't feel like they did a good, they needed to pick, you know, we're either going to cater to our fans or we're going to cater to new people. And they just landed somewhere in the middle of that. And I don't really feel like 
they hit the mark and in effect we'll, we'll end up losing some of both. So Cameron, would you recommend this film to the average film goer? Um, keeping, keeping fans of the franchise in mind as well. Um, sort of. Yeah. Um, if, if you're a fan, absolutely. Um, if you're not a fan or have no interest in being a fan, like if you're one of those people who's kind of hated on Warcraft all the time, through the years, like, don't obviously don't go see it because you're not going to like it. Um, <laughs> or to go to hate it, you know. Yeah, if, if you if you're the kind of person who enjoys that type of thing, <laughs> then yes. Um, if you're into self-flagellation, <laughs> then oh yes. Um, <laughs> well, well, okay. I'm confused with where you are on this. On <laughs> well, what I'm yes. doing is I have two two extremes, and I'm averaging them out in the middle. Oh, okay. So kind of so. So maybe you flip a coin. Well, yeah. You know, it, for me, it's like a. For the average person, I would say, like, wait till it's on Netflix or Redbox or something and, you know, maybe don't see it in theaters. I would use the word puzzling. And it's I've already communicated that on one front. But on another front, I would also say it's because of the tone. At one time, at one time, you'll be watching the movie and you'll be thinking, oh, like, this is a rich, deep world. But then you'll jump over to another character who's usually really goofy and you get three hints. Okay, they're they're trying to make a fun movie with that to build some lore. Then you go back to the lore, and it's dark mm-hmm. and crazy. And you're like, what? And then okay, then it'll go to this like you know sort of like political thing. And you're like, okay, so this is supposed to be, you know, like a, a big like character drama with like different moving political pieces. Then you go right back to like goofy, fun Indiana Jonesy moments, and you're like, all right, what what is this movie intended to be? And that's sort of how you're feeling emotionally when you're watching the movie, but it's also how you're feeling intellectually because you can't figure it out. <laughs> you can't write it down on paper what happened. Uh, at least I could not. And I also, you know, usually I can abandon that sort of thing if I feel like, all right, well, I'm supposed to go with this. But I didn't have any hints of that either because once I'd figure out, okay, like this is supposed to be a political thing, try to keep track of the places and characters, it would jump to like a lighthearted beat that's like drastically different from the rest of the movie. And I just don't get that. I, I find that very strange from a storytelling perspective and a just general, well, that, that well, just storytelling perspective actually. Uh, and that's pretty much summarizes my core problems. And, you know, in a way, some of my satisfactions with the movie, because some of those beats do work better than the others because they're so different and because they're going for something so unique and interesting. I just wish that the whole movie stuck to one thing and, at least partly succeeded at that. Hmm. Um, for me, oh, what, what do you say as far as recommendation? Oh, yeah, don't go see it. It's uh, <laughs> totally not. Uh, totally not worth your money or your time. Mostly time, actually, because it, it's quite, it's it's long. I mean, normal for a blockbuster, about two hours. But, I mean, I'd rather spend two hours watching something terrible than something this I just feel like the average person, I just cannot imagine, unless you're a fan of Warcraft, that you would be able to keep track with most of these plot points. There are a couple moments that'll be easier for you, but that's another reason why you shouldn't risk it. It's totally a no for me. Um, I, my, my short review of this movie is interesting failure. Um, I, I like a lot of what's going on here. I enjoy, there's a lot of story beats that I don't think I've seen in a lot of stuff and a lot of things that I didn't expect to come out of this movie. There's a lot of things that I thought were going to happen that played out completely different from my expectations. And that I don't think that was from me not following the movie. I think that was genuinely from this movie taking some interesting twists on some ideas. Um, and so I can't fault it entirely on the story because I followed it. 
Um, but I understand why it would be hard for someone to follow. I understand why this wouldn't work for most people. Um, I, I do recommend, honestly, that people go see it. Um, but I recommend that with a caveat of if you're interested in this. If you see the previews and it looks cool to you, go see it. If you see these previews and it looks interesting to you, go see it. If you see these previews and you're just like, holy crap, a fantasy movie on, on the big screen, one that's crazy fantasy and not like semi-realistic fantasy like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings, man, I, I've been dying for that kind of thing for years. And it was so cool to me to get to see that on the screen, on the big screen. Um, and I, I hadn't thought of that. We really haven't gotten it's, a it's very huge rare. epic fantasy fantasy story on the big screen yeah. i mean lord of the rings is technically epic fantasy but it's it doesn't have like i mean there's like two races right exactly there, there's humans I mean, and well, no there's there's orcs. lots and lots of races but well, the, well, the, that, <laughs> that matter in that movie and this movie i mean we sort elves, of go dwarves, through a lot, a lot hobbits, more there's humans, dwarves orcs yeah i guess yeah. you're right but, but this is there's, it's not as vast no, it's not. Okay, well, stop why, talking, please. Why you clarify what the hell you mean then? <laughs> what, I mean, be here all night what I mean discussing. is that this is okay. a very bright, vivid fantasy. There's nothing realistic here. And I love that. That's what I've been wanting to see. This goes over the top. It take, cranks things to 11. The colors are bright. The characters are bright. You know, this is just such a, a fun, crazy world that it's not dark and dour in a lot of ways that I feel like, especially the, the big thing right now is Game of Thrones. It's very realistic. It's very dark. It's very gritty. And this isn't that. It tries to tell an emotional story, something that gets some emotional moments out of you that have painful moments, but it's not that you know, get really deep in the mud of, okay, we're going to deconstruct fantasy and all the things that we like about fantasy as a kid and, you know, just crap all over that. No, it, it takes those, those bright shining gems of what fantasy can be and how awesome and cool and fun it is and, and tries to polish that and tries to show it for what it can be. And I, I appreciate that immensely. So if, if this looks at all interesting to you, see it on the big screen. This movie deserves to be seen on a very large screen. So if you have, you know, a home theater, then I guess that works. But I don't, I feel like something would be lost from this movie by not seeing it on a big, big screen. So that's my recommendation. All right, Andrew. Um, my Remember who you work with every day. <laughs> <laughs> We've argued about bigger movies than this and we're getting along just fine. So, All right. <laughs> but my one, one word review would be almost, I feel like it had a lot of potential. Oh. I feel like maybe it missed the mark. I feel like it was a little too ambitious, but I think it was visually amazing. It's amazing action. There were at least two or three really cool characters that I would have loved to have gotten to know a little better. Um, I feel like if they'd have been fleshed out and had a little more screen time, it would have been amazing characters in a movie. Um, if it does get a sequel, which obviously they're hoping it does, if you remember the ending, um, I think I think that one could be good if they adjust a little bit. But I actually like almost. that one a little more than mine. <laughs> but frankly, I mean, almost yeah. is a really good summary of yeah. it. If you have a mostly negative reaction, yes. well, do you, would you say that it's mostly negative for you? I would say yeah, it's more of a negative leaning yeah. than a positive leaning. Almost but. is definitely a mostly sad word. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. It's not what you want to hear after seeing yeah. something. Um, so, so, would you recommend it? Uh, I would maybe recommend it to a more general movie audience, maybe not as a passionate movie audience, you know, um, the people that would go just to watch the action, you know, but for the game fans or the really hardcore movie fans, probably not going to like it. I'd say red box it. You mm. know what I mean? 
Cool. Hmm. All right. So that would conclude the spoiler free half of our podcast. We are going to take a quick break and then we are going to go right into just a stream of consciousness rant over the scenes. And we're going to summarize my interpretation of the whole plot. Immediately. Which is going to be so good. And okay. I feel like you might could just go ahead and listen to that because I feel like it will. <laughs> I feel like it won't spoil anything because yeah, I don't think Chris understood uh, the movie at all. Probably, probably, <laughs> you are probably safe listening to the first few minutes just because, not actually, don't take that seriously, <laughs> but just because I'm probably going to botch it up. It's going to be really funny. Okay. <laughs> You're going to hear hope, me. Or I hope it is now because now we're hyping it up. I'm it's like a game bowl over here. <laughs> That's a different spoiler. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you there. All right. artist you are listening to right now is Lauren Strange. Lauren cut her teeth as a background singer, making a name for herself as one of the most sought after young vocalists in Music City and collaborating with a wide range of artists. This includes Paul McCartney, Passion Pit, and Little Anthony and the Imperials. After being named the grand prize winner of the John Lennon International Songwriting Contest, Lauren Strange decided to step into the spotlight herself. So she formed The Pretty Killers in 2012 and has been winning over crowds ever since. From the dingiest underground clubs to the stage of the Ryman Auditorium, Lauren Strange and The Pretty Killers continue to perform with the reckless abandon of her grunge rock heroes. The single from her new EP, Say Yes, was named one of the top 15 songs of 2014 by Nashville's biggest rock station, 102.9 The Buzz. The record has gained national acclaim from fans, peers, and critics alike and endorsements from Gibson and Epiphone Guitars and MAC Cosmetics. Her first full-length album is expected in 2016. For more information about Lauren Strange and her music, you can visit her website at www.laurenstrange.com, and that is spelled L-A-U-R-E-N-S-T-R-A-N-G. Could you love me So, guys, right, this, go for it. All right, this is this is going to be. Should we give a name to this type of thing? Because we could make this a, 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 se- a sequence that we repeat often, like World of Chris Craft. Chris Craft is not bad. Chris tries. Chris tries. Chris tries. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Chris first tries. episode of. We should all do like a song. Chris tries. Chris. But harmonize it. All right. So this is the first episode of Chris, Chris tries. tries. Chris tries. <laughs> 
Chris tries. Okay, so here oh, we go. What we're going to do is we're going to listen to Chris talk, and I'm going to sing about it. <laughs> we're going to listen to him try to summarize the plot, and then it's going to suck. But don't stick around for the bad parts, because there aren't going to be any. Just hang tight, because it's about to get really good. Hey, everybody, it's time for Chris tries. Chris tries. Chris tries. Nice! That's going to be way better than my sentence. I'm doing that right now. Okay, so cold open. Uh, there is a human with a sword and a shield, and he's in this dusty plane, and there's an orc nearby, and... Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. The whole movie, that was awesome. the intro is totally hookable. It looks so yep. cool. So th- that's that one caveat. Uh, that Spoiler, favorite scene. Um, but <laughs> um, basically, he's fighting an orc that we see. We don't really see it, though. We just sort of see its arms. But there's nothing else that big and green that is not Dwayne The Rock Johnson that fell into a vat of green paint. So we assume <laughs> it's an orc. Um, and they run up and they collide. And then we never come back to that. Ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and now we're getting into the parts that I completely don't remember at all. So we are going to skip straight to the fact that there is a wizard that is been exiled from a warlock clan in the sky because he left the academy early. This is honest. I see Rick making a face. It's you like, jumped, where did you get you that? You jumped so far. I have no idea what else happened. <laughs> oh, wait, wow. hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting it. I'm oh, reeling back. On. I'm reeling it back. I'm reeling it back. Okay. The orcs are in other Azeroth. Otheroth. And uh, they, everything is dead. It's, it's a Mad Max world. And they are like, we need somewhere else-ish. And to do that... Goldon, the leader of their people, that was is pretty going close. to. Well, I, I played a lot of Hearthstone. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> I, I, Goldon was one of my favorite characters gotcha, to play. Gotcha, gotcha. Goldon! <laughs> um, and uh, very bummed he's so evil, actually, now that he was one of my favorite characters to play. Anyway, so they got this portal where they're using it to get to Azeroth because, much like people. As described by Agent Smith in The Matrix, they're a disease that move around and they consume everything and they just have to go somewhere else to consume all that, I guess. Um, <laughs> so the way they do that is Goldon steals the souls of a bunch of captured, I believe they're Draenei, from what I remember in the he, game. He drains the Draenei. He drains the Draenei, yeah. And oh he makes a portal gosh. and he sends their best warriors to Azeroth. They go through this very weird like Kingdom Hearts intro gamey moment where they're floating around and uh, uh, Durotan is uh, he his, he actually gets his wife to be part of the warrior clan to go over there she's pregnant um, and everyone freaks out like why'd you bring a pregnant woman over, well a pregnant or what's female orc would that orc still cat, be a woman orc, like orc cat. <laughs> female orc cat over here that is pregnant and Goldan is like, no, it's going to be born. And then it's born. And he's like, a new warrior has joined our clan. Then we go to the sorcerer. Yes? Is this? Am I that might be. That, I think you're. Just I don't think you're yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Give it a shot. All right. So Chris we go tries. to the sorcerer. He left Chris the Warlock it. Academy early. And for that reason, he has a mark on his wrist that marks that he left the Academy early. And. <laughs> Just go for it. No, what, nope. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just, keep going. So Just plow through it. He figures out that there's a bunch of green gas which summons demons inside of a dead corpse that they found somewhere in the infirmary. And he thinks that this is this thing called the fell. Um, and they have to stop the fell. 
So to stop the fell, they have to meet Mediv, who is a guardian of Azeroth. Which guardian from what? Like, is he is like a space a thing? We, we're not explaining. You just keep well, going. All right, all right. Yeah, you're right. All right. So he's a guardian. Don't ask questions. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> will not answer yeah. them. <laughs> um, they go to him and he's all like, "I'm making a golem," and they're like, "Cool." Anyway, <laughs> that's not foreshadowing. <laughs> um, what's this loaded Ooh, gun labeled Chekhov on it for? <laughs> um, and they uh, they're hanging out and they're like, OK, um, you've got to deal with this. There's all these orcs and they're killing a bunch of human campments or whatever. And like, all right, that's neat. Um, at some point, our human protagonist uh, died Aragorn. He's hanging out with a bunch of dwarves <laughs> and he learns Aragorn. that they are making guns. The end of that subplot. Um, we get, <laughs> they're called boomsticks. The, the, now we go to the human king. I'm going to call him Rhaegar. I don't have another name for him. Rhaegar. I'm stealing a Game of Thrones name for him. Rhaegar, uh, kind Rhaegar. Uh, he is <laughs> Ray Good. Ray Good. Ray Good. <laughs> All right, Ray Good. Ray Good. And he's like, well, yeah, we got to get rid of these orcs. And so they... <laughs> Wait, no, no. Another part I missed. They, no, no. They, yes, they go to raid the orcs and then they encounter a raiding party or whatever and they all survive except for one and she is this orc at, that is cursed and the orcs don't want her in their clan anymore. So they are like, all right, well, you'll be our informant or whatever. And she's like, oh, the orcs are coming to kill all of you. Uh, they're out scouting or whatever, and Durotan just throat grabs that sorcerer that dropped out of Sorcerer College and is like, no, we must arrange a meeting at the giant black rock that towers towards the sky. Wow, you jumped again. Did I really? Yeah. I, I don't care. Um, so we, we go, and they meet up in this passageway, and like, we have a lot of scouts, and it's like, that's going to matter. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> ah, cannon fodder. And uh, then, basically, there's actually another moment that I think is really cool where they do this thing where they blend the, uh, the, the dialogue where they start talking in Orcish, but then they slowly, if he eventually starts talking in English, and I think they did that earlier too, and I thought it was really effective. Um, but uh, he's all like, oh, I want to save our people, and we're not supposed to just wait, walk, walk around making everything terrible. He, he's Al Gork. That's what, that's kind of what he is. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's crying. <laughs> I um, can't tell if they're tears of joy or tears of just unfathomable sadness, and I don't think he can I either. Sadness tears coming out of my left eye and joy tears coming out of my right eye. <laughs> so um, there is a mutiny-ish thing among the orcs, where a bunch of orcs followed them because they wanted to surprise the humans and kill them. Because um, they want to kill their, the human king, because they kill the human king, that's like a big political conquest. I feel like we're just supposed to roll with that. I don't know if that's ever clearly stated, but that's... I never heard it um so there's this big battle Medivh shows up <laughs> <laughs> there's uh that happens and he creates a giant electric force field and it's like oh we are protecting the king on one side of the lightning wall is uh is most of the human army on the other side of the lightning wall is 
very unlucky ones because Medivh is apparently not super precise, or at least I, I guess you could argue that if he were to get everyone in the bubble, you would also get some works. So uh, now that I'm saying at the time, I was like, well, that's stupid. But now I'm like, oh, OK, well, it sort of makes sense. That he's not all powerful. And it also makes sense that, you know, there's probably a calculated risk involved there. Um, on the other side of the lightning wall is our protagonist's son, who is fighting in the same battle. And uh, he gets stabbed by Blackhand. Yeah. Blackhand. He gets stabbed by Blackhand. Um, and, uh, he's all like, no, but he's trying to get through and he can stick his hand through, but he can't run through it. I didn't really understand how that worked. It, it, it seemed like I kind of went with it though. It, I just thought it was very strange. Um, and then, you know, he's drinking a lot and he's like passed out in the bar in an empty bar. And, uh, the female orc comes over and is like, oh, you've lost everything now. And they have this pseudo makeout, which is sort of just their lips grazing each other's lips. Very like, like, uh, should we? No, we shouldn't. And it was a little weird. And uh, what else happened? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> End of they, movie for Chris. The, like, no, in between, because there's stuff in between those moments. He was just the entire rest of the movie trying to figure out the physics of orc and on human sex. No, n well, we, we did spend a good amount of time in the car talking about that on the way back. Ooh, actually. <laughs> actually, I forgot. Like, there's a scene where they're all traveling and they're talking about how, uh, um, uh, like, orc sex is this very violent, like, crazy thing. And it's uh, half of the conversation, it's like really funny. And then the last half of the conversation, it's like just suddenly becomes like a, oh, that's terrible. And I'm just like, uh, I was aboard all the jokes. And then when they say apparently the one thing that's too far, I laughed out loud in the theater and no one else laughed. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> what, what did I not understand? What did I actually just laugh at? <laughs> Am I a terrible human being or, or just person or uh, nothing against orcs? <laughs> I, I was very uncomfortable, but also like, I don't remember how that scene fit into the story at all, but it was sort of like a tangential, like just bit where they were talking and it, I don't know. That was actually a good scene. I would say y'all know the scene I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. I actually oh, yeah. really like that scene for the most part. So now, you know, the, the sun is dead or whatever. We go to back to the, the giant tower that Medivh is usually hanging out in. And uh, he tells the female orc that is there for some, I, I guess she went there and uh, tells uh, her that he used to love someone, but he could not love them or something and gave her a magic blue flower that was made of magic and then left. No, no, he gave the flower to her and that gave her the power to leave and that's how that's how she gets to hang out with the guy in the bar and pseudo graze lips with him <laughs> then the the king is uh, is meeting and he's like all right so if we put our people here the orcs will will be able to like you know create this strategic thing much like what would happen in in the rts game you know you'd you'd place your forces and you know you'd create a strategic plan and our protagonist is like he's half drunkenly like no Adam and he's actually kind of right which is sort of weird because that's sort of contrary to I feel like how the game is supposed to work it's supposed <laughs> to be like a strategic like use your resources wisely like <laughs> Starcraft is the one with the Zerg rush, rush. yes yeah. Starcraft is <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, I can't believe no one said that in the whole movie. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, so this is just on the tail of another scene where Medivh, it is revealed, is being influenced by the fell, which is the demon thing, and he is transforming slowly into a demon. Uh, and that happens. And then he comes to this meeting, well, this same meeting we're talking about now, where they're trying to talk about where they're placing their armies. And he totally doesn't look like a demon at all. He totally looks fine. Um, and he's just like, yeah, hey, guys, what's up? And they're like, oh, hey, you disappeared in here. That's super, super normal for you. And I believe that and think it's crazy. Um, and then they are all like, oh, we should still throw everything we have at them. And the king's like, no, we should strategically do whatever. And Medivh's like, oh, I think he's got a point. You did lose your son and your wife and everything you've ever had. So you're not really thinking rationally. And he basically probes his buttons. He jumps on him and is all like, Rah! and he's like, all right, you're in jail. And he puts him in jail. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> Sexy York comes to him and it's all like, <laughs> and it's all like, hey, no, this is terrible. And he's like, don't trust Medivh. He's up to something. Um, then uh, Medivh goes back to his tower and he kills his best friend. And then he starts preparing for this big incantation because he's the one that it's now revealed brought the orcs to Azeroth. Um now we go to this big <laughs> battle and they all just charge charge and they start fighting and then they the the incantation oh i'm sorry huge scene i missed durotan is on trial and he's on trial with um oh my gosh what's Gul'dan. this Gul'dan. and like all right we're gonna honor the sacred tradition where it's a one-on-one -on -one fight it's essentially you know choosing your champion from game of thrones like they're they're fighting each other and whoever wins will be the one who's declared just or whatever um, and it's because he betrayed the orcs ultimate mission, which is to eradicate everything on the planet so that they can claim it as their own and rule it uh, however they see fit. Um, <laughs> not what happened. <laughs> so, 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 so they fight and Dur uh, sorry, Goldan cheats and he uses like soul sucking magic on Duratan and they're like, whoa, that's cheating. And while this is happening, you know, the, uh, uh, the portal opens because Medivh is starting to have his magic work and Gul'dan just wants it to be over so he can make the incantation work to bring the rest of the orcs over into Azeroth. Um, so Gul'dan starts cheating more. He cheats so much that he kills Durotan, which I thought was crazy. I was like, wow, I did not expect that to happen. And in its credit, I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. Um, then um, most of the orcs can unanimously be like, well, Gul'dan's a dick. Gold dick. Um, and uh, then Gul'dan's like, well, I'm the best. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then the humans show up and they fight. <laughs> I desperately hope that someday we get enough money to like animate Chris explain. Chris oh tries. God, <laughs> it yes. would be the greatest thing ever. So, okay. <laughs> so they're all fighting, right? And the king is there. He's leading the charge. And they're like, Rah! and while this is happening, um, the sorcerer's apprentice shows up <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, and uh, there's a guard and he polymorphs into a sheep. Best comedic bit in the movie. <laughs> I laughed so hard. And he just turns awesome. into a sheep. <laughs> that was awesome. Anyway, so then he, he gets protagonist. He gets diet Aragorn out 
and uh, they're like, oh, we got to do something. So they go to Medivh's keep and they start fighting him. Medivh transforms into a golem. So he's having his incantation interrupted um, and, you know, whatever. And then <laughs> they <laughs> cut back. <laughs> <laughs> we got back to the battle and there's this big moment where like the, the gate is going in and out the gate is going in and out or whatever and that they just keep fighting whatever who, who gives a shit and then, <laughs> <laughs> then they go back to the tower they go to the tower they go to the tower and uh, they stop Medivh somehow it's like a thing like there's a magic portal involved I think where they make the fist go somewhere it doesn't not supposed to go and it crushes Medivh <laughs> <laughs> the fist goes somewhere It's not so Okay <laughs> <laughs> That's the Phrasing <laughs> Alright So then Medea's cantation Is interrupted And the demon Is sort of stopped Or well It's halted So a sorcerer's apprentice Starts getting infected With the fell Because he's standing In that pool of fell Magic juice And uh, <laughs> And uh, But then It's revealed He's stronger Than Medea because then <laughs> <laughs> he's like from light comes darkness and from darkness comes light and that's like the the magic moment where he's all like dark light and he goes super saiyan he goes super saiyan <laughs> and he kills the demon that's manipulating medivh and medivh with his last breath or whatever he changes the portal in orc town so that it actually goes to Stormwind, which is where the humans are from. So like, all right, get the prisoners that Gul'dan captured to make this portal work uh, through the portal so they can go back home to Stormwind. And the orcs over in Azeroth 2 are like, oh no, it's not where we want to go. And then Medivh, he, he, he dies, I think. And the portal, you know, is back into Azeroth town. Um, uh, the portal's working the way it was originally planned to by Gul'dan. The king is in that battlefield with Sexy Orc, who's on the same side as the humans, in case that's not been clear. And uh, most of the things in this movie were not clear to me, clearly. So uh, <laughs> uh, I could be misinterpreting that whole thing. I have no idea at this point. Um, and then the king goes, listen, you have to kill me, Sexy Orc Lady. It's the only way to bring peace that will not bring peace, but it will bring peace. And she's like, I don't want to. Also, what? Why? And then he turns around and starts fighting a bunch of orcs. And then she stabs him in the back begrudgingly because she's, I presume, as confused as I am because I don't know what that was about. Why the hell did that have to happen at all? I can't wait to explain that, that to you. That does not make any sense. It really does. It does not. It's one of the few things that really does. No. <laughs> it's nonsense. And then they, she crowd surfs over the orcs, and they're like, all right, the battle's over because, you know, the king's dead. And, all, and they're like, no. And then the orcs are like, yeah. Party on! And then she, then like, well, you are now full orc. You are full fledged orc. You've gone full orc. And she's like, great. Um, and someone finds a dagger in the king, and it no. Oh, protagonist shows up on a griffin because he did that after the the fight with Medivh or whatever. And he gets the battle, and he kills a few extra orcs, but then he realizes the king is already dead. So then he tries to leave, but they have a huge fight with him and Blackhand as the same trial by combat thing. I don't really get why they did that. 
I, I feel like <laughs> they should have just treated him like a normal foot soldier and killed him. Uh, that was super stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best part is that makes the same that makes the same amount of sense as the thing that Chris also didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing: the, he runs forward. They're, they're charging at each other, right? And like, and you think it's gonna be this big elaborate fight scene, but no. Best part of the movie, he slides under him and cuts him in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> and the orc does this whole, like, the thing that the bad guy at the end of Mortal Kombat does, and he's punch Goro, and he's punching the dick. He goes, ah! <laughs> and then he turns around to fight again, but then he cuts him in the back end. It's over. And like, oh, this is the most sacred tradition of our people. The dick-cutting ceremony has lasted <laughs> for generations. <laughs> and they let him pass away. And even though Goldan is like, no, kill him. Do the thing we do in war. <laughs> and uh, he goes, and they make him king now because the king is dead. And end of movie. That was glorious. <laughs> well, I can say this, Chris. You tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This insane. Chris tried to so admit complete. I don't yes. know where to go from that because I don't know how we could possibly improve on, improve on that. Yeah, actually, that was really good. <laughs> um, I guess I can... End a podcast? <laughs> I would say... Um, Cameron, give your thoughts on like the actual things that happened. Like, yeah. oh, um, I do want to explain those those things to you I real quick. Talked about them all. I I, I don't want to explain the things to you real quick and see if Cameron agrees with me. All right. So the reason that sexy orc kills the king is because that by killing the king, she's killed a really high important person in the other army's turn, other army side, and so that makes her super powerful within the political realm of the orcs. That makes her, you know, really she, important. But that's supposed to end the war, and no, it doesn't and the end reason, the war. And the reason is that what it is is she's able to now have a position of power as someone who is sort of on the human side and understands them. So she can, from that position of power that she earned by killing the king, work towards peace. It doesn't, that, that's it not, doesn't, it doesn't in and of itself, just killing him in the war. It's, she has the ability to work for peace from that position. What? By, by killing. No. The, by no, killing. That's, that's not how war works. That's, that's, that's what happened. No, because you don't understand orc society. Exactly. <laughs> by it, sounds like she, it sounds like the human king doesn't understand human society. Because now the humans are going to want to no, go kill the all thing the is, orcs. No, no, he didn't know that anyone was going to know that he got killed by her. Like he, no, he didn't know that dude on the Griffin was coming to to do okay, that. Okay, yeah. that make that makes sense. However, I still think it's a stupid idea. I think it was one of the coolest things in the in the movie. Honestly, I think here's the thing. I think it's a cool idea. I think it was handled terribly. Yeah, I think that I, was, I agree with that because at the face of it, at first I was like, oh, this is an interesting idea, but that that lasted for maybe a second, and then I was like, wait. Why would that work? And it's because of all the reasons I've already mentioned. It's just going to give the killing a king just gives that society more reason to want to go after the people that killed him. If it doesn't matter if they know that. Here's the thing. It doesn't actually matter if she did it or not. They're going to know an orc did it. They're still going to want to go kill all the orcs. How does that bring peace? Again, it puts someone in the orc side. On the other high, side. In a high position of power who can work towards peace. If we were to go assassinate a king from another country. That's not the part that matters, Chris. That's not that, it. That, that's the problem. It, they both matter to me. And uh. the fact only it only works for one side is what makes it stupid to me. <laughs> it makes it stupid. It, it doesn't make sense. Does okay. anyone else agree with anyway, why I feel that way? It, I see nope. your point. Yeah, okay. I see your point. 
Um, and then the thing that happened with the other guy is that, you know, he fought that guy, and so he got to go free because he fought that guy, and it turns out he's super awesome at combat, and that gives him honor well, in no, the society. No, 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 no. Happened. That's, what that is, is that is like a, what well, you're referring to the trial by combat. That's the thing, it's uh, like... Moke Gras, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I thought that's like what that. he did with the with yeah. Blackhand at the end. Right. No, yeah, and um, so because he won as, that, he got to go the same thing free. as what Durotan did with uh, Gul'dan. Gul'dan, yeah. That <clears throat> basically it's two leaders fighting for supremacy and uh, being able to kind of do whatever they want or like take over power or something like that. So for... It's determining for who's the Lothar, Yeah, for Lothar, the, the pretty much the commander-in-chief of the human army and Blackhand, the, the war chief of the Orcish Horde, um, for them to go at it with each other uh, for <laughs> yeah, for Lothar to come out on top <laughs> shows his uh, dominance. Dominance, yeah. Uh, and uh, dominance. I, I, I get all of that. I get all of that. What I don't get is why it happened. Like, why do they give the human commander the option? Because, like, because Blackhand, no, or? Blackhand challenged him to Moat Grub. He said, "Really? Like, yeah, like, he did, did. Yeah. did he send yeah. a letter? Or? No, he <laughs> said the word out loud. But why? Because he wanted the because honor wanted, of killing him. He saw he that how badass this guy was by running in with this Griffin and killing all these orcs. He said, right. oh, I will get a greater, I will get a great honor by killing him, essentially. Right. It's for, he wanted to face him in single combat. Otherwise, the entire horde would have just swarmed on him and okay. stabbed all right. him to death. All right, all right, I Now I'm on board for that being an okay thing. I'm still totally not on board for the other thing. That's <laughs> that super does Fair not enough. make sense within the context of the whole story. Yeah. But that, I think I legitimately just did not glean that and the info does seem to be there hmm. okay cool. okay so um maybe now would be a good time to talk about the differences between the story in the movie and the story in the warcraft canon yeah give, yeah, us, sure. a, give us a quick rundown of yeah uh, the quick Kings. rundown <laughs> um, so basically i'll go take a nap real quick right? and then i'll come back yeah. and if you're listening and you're not interested crap. in this just fast forward about 45 minutes <laughs> please don't take that um, long yeah. <laughs> basically the warcraft movie is supposed to parallel sort of the events of the first warcraft video game warcraft orcs and humans originally released in 1994 it's the the first entering of the orcs into azeroth and um basically the the war that happens from there the, the interesting thing is that in that video game you can play on both sides so you can play an orc campaign you play a human campaign and they actually end differently um, um, so the human campaign is the one that became the canonized lore, but there's actually an alternate ending. Uh, it, it, actually, you know, what? I'm actually thinking about Warcraft 2. But in any case, um, it might have been both. Doesn't matter. Um, the uh, the point is that um, basically the story is supposed to be introducing how the orcs come to Azeroth. That's the the, the main point of all of it. Um, so in the movie, they add in all this extra stuff to kind of augment that. But um, is the is the game simpler than the movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing as well. Is like you, you play it in a progression. So, for instance, if you just pick up Warcraft 1, it's going to tell a very simple version of that story. Um, and then it just keeps building on it. So that when I look back now as somebody who's played all of the Warcraft RTSs, Warcraft 1, 2, and 3, and all their expansions, and uh, World of Warcraft and all its expansions, because of the information revealed through the World of Warcraft expansions primarily, I can look back at the events in the earlier games and realize what was going on behind the scenes that makes the story a lot more complex and deep. Um, so, for instance, uh, Medivh in this movie, The, the Guardian, um, essentially he is kind of like Kami in Dragon Ball Z. Like he's like the Guardian of Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's Kami in Azeroth. Oh, okay. um, Cool. So he's kind of like set up as this guardian of the world. And um, there is a kind of divine-ish being named uh, Sargeras or Sargeras, depending on how, Sargeras is how I pronounce it. I just um, realized I totally forgot about the pseudo-Kubrickian monolith that shows up in the movie. Yep. 
Yeah. It doesn't really matter that much. Um, <laughs> Could cut all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, um, Medivh is this guardian sorcerer who lives in his tower of Karazhan, and um, Sargeras is this um, kind of divine celestial being who there's a whole bunch of there's a big pantheon of them. Um, but he is uh, he was kind of like the, this like really positive force in the universe, and then something happened to him and he became this really negative force and he founded this thing called the Burning Legion. The Burning Legion is what they should have used instead of the Fell in this movie, which was strike one uh, of things that pissed me off that lore-wise. It sounds simpler, uh, but it really just sounds weird yeah. when you start listening to it. Yeah, so the, the, the Burning Legion basically is on a mission to destroy all life in the universe. They, they want to destroy the entire universe. <laughs> and, uh, and so what happens is the Burning Legion shows up on uh, Draenor, the, the orc world, and uh, gets uh, Gul'dan to sign a, pla- a pact with them by drinking demon blood. And that gives him Fell power that, that allows him to do all of his evil magic. And basically what he ends up doing is corrupting the entire you know, orcish race. And, uh, and then they go on this you know, demon-inspired frenzy to go to Azeroth and destroy that world. And so and Azeroth is just one of many worlds and thousands of worlds that fall into the Burning Legion. Um, and so that's what is uh, influencing and affecting Medivh. The Medivh um, is whispered to by Sargeras and basically it corrupts him. And he partners with the uh, orcs on Draenor to bring them over to destroy Azeroth. Um, all the while playing both sides, you know, and convincing the humans that he's on their side because he's the guardian of Earth or not Earth of uh, Azeroth. So that's kind of what something's going on in the background of the Medivh story. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, I could go on a whole tangent about more of the Warcraft lore, but essentially, you know, this is chronicling events of the first war and what's going to happen. It's kind of set up for what happens next, honestly. I feel like you could have told just exactly what you said that it was from the game a lot simpler and a lot more effectively than the story that this movie had. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm also realizing I legitimately understood more about 2001 A Space Odyssey than I did this movie on my first <laughs> viewing. I feel like 2001 is trying to tell a lot less of a story it, from it, what I am aware of. To be fair, it is, but it's also a lot more like... Trippy. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. the type of it's famous for being difficult to fig, to like understand the first time, and I, w- I won't claim that I understood it the first time, but I understood it significantly. <laughs> I understood it significantly more than I think I understood this movie. It's basic, super <laughs> pretentious, <laughs> traditional story, like, but it's just so. Oh, it's so much convoluted <laughs> nonsense in it. Oh my gosh! Ugh. So w- we should start talking about specific moments now. Yeah, I agree. Andrew, what was Yo. your like favorite spoiler-filled moments in the movie? Oh god, um, <laughs> I kind of started to nod off a little bit during the comparisons of the game. <laughs> <laughs> As did most of our listeners. <laughs> Um, I might just fast forward it like you have a slightly <laughs> high pitch. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll start with this. You said your single favorite moment was the dick slicing. My oh, no. <laughs> not, no. I said that was the single greatest moment. Yes. <laughs> Huge My, difference. <laughs> to me, the single greatest moment was there was a, a thing near the end where he makes the portal like go straight back to the castle and all the all the prisoners can start going away and an orc picks up a soldier by his neck and just pops his that was so that was that crazy was the coolest I feel thing. like they saved all the really graphic violence for that one scene <laughs> it was terrifying in a lot of ways like some really really nasty crap happens there at the end and it's there, awesome yeah. there's a couple of scenes mm-hmm. where I'm just like well he's not they can't kill him that oh my God, they totally did. But it's one of those things could die that way. It's one of those things where you're <laughs> expecting a cutaway to, you know, keep the gore away, and it's like, nope. Speaking uh, of which, mm-hmm. how dumb was it that they cut away the moment the sun died? I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So Come much on. more powerful I, if we see like a brutal death yeah. as yeah. The, the father's watching. That that makes us see it from his perspective. That makes us feel for it I more. I have to think that had to be a ratings thing. Like they yeah, got a bad rating for yeah. it and yeah. had to cut it. But wait, really? Would have been something that would have pushed an R? It's PG thirteen. Oh right? yeah, yeah, because the MPAA makes sense, Chris. Well, here's the thing: the PG thirteen rating is notoriously bullshit. like loose. One hundred percent bullshit. You can get yeah. away with a I lot agree. in the PG thirteen rating, but there's just a few things that are very specific, and this might be one of them. Like one of them is the use of the F word. You can use it <laughs> once if it's not in a sexual context. 
content. It's sexual context. That, that, that's a bit odd. If you have that's a gigantic, specific. Another thing is just if you have a gigantic orc pierce a boy's stomach with a gigantic, you know, glove hand thing, you're out. It's so done. It's, it's both like extremely loose and extremely specific. We and just want that, to avoid any boy piercing in our PG-13 films. I don't even know if it was a Seriously, though, that kid looks like he was 14 in armor. I'm sorry. He yeah. looked 100% oh, yeah. 12 years old. Yeah. You could tell he was going to die just because he looked so young yeah. and in the armor uh, yeah. you once could, you saw him. You could tell he was going to die because he was constantly searching for his father approval and then he got <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> Next logical yep. thing is to kill him. I, yep. I watched and I was like, oh, that guy has a son? He's dead. He's, He's like, yeah, super dead. Totally there. Yeah. It's totally happening. But I don't even necessarily think it was even a ratings thing. I, like, I just felt like it's a video game movie. Maybe they are trying to appeal to a younger audience. Maybe kids will go and see it and that might have been too dark for the younger viewers was their thinking behind that. Yeah. More than just an R That's rating. That's the character I identify with. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> He died. That totally happened. died. <laughs> Super dead. Is there anything else you specifically want to talk about with the movie? Oh, boy. Uh, why don't we go around the table again, and I'm sure I'll come up with something else as other people are talking. Right, I, cool. I definitely thought that the scene where they are talking about orc sex and, like, he wants to lie with me, that was so good to me. I loved it. It was like, so fun. It ran a gamut of emotions, and it ran all those emotions effectively. I agree. I, 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 there was a transition I have already stated I did not understand. But I like they're like oh his orc what sex didn't is, you understand about it that's what well, I'm curious about well it's like they're they're sort of talking like he wants to lie with me and it's awkward so it's funny and then they right. keep talking about it. she's like I don't understand how you humans even do it how do you even withstand it and I feel like that I thought that was also supposed to be a comedic bit because I orc, think it was orcs, but I think it's the transition yeah, like but, it, then, but then it, to me there wasn't a transition she's like well broken bones like you know heal back faster and I was like man that is crazy rough and she's saying she survived it so she's super much so, well, like, so much better at sex than all the other people are so I interpreted that as like a just another one upper it's like no no the way it worked was we're, we're on the side of the humans just initially because we understand their culture we're very similar to them we get the joke of how awkward it is but as the scene goes on we suddenly understand the perspective that she's coming at this conversation from and that's what makes it dark and scary mm-hmm. oh I, I didn't yeah. catch on to that at all but it sounds like I'm an outlier there so maybe not a movie's fault maybe just a Chris fault I just want to say I freaking love every scene with that orc baby in it that that orc baby is the best part of the movie. It's a Every time it roars, I'm just like, yes, I want to see a movie about great, you. It was kind of a great last shot just because yes. that was a moment where I felt like maybe they are trying to set up a future installment and he's well, just... Well, like, be the main He goes orc, from... Right? Yeah, he's a he's a primary character okay. through most of the Warcraft That was That was what, the sense I got because he's the Moses orc baby. What I yeah. loved about <laughs> that is how humanizing that baby made the orcs. Like, just what it was, it gives you such a cute thing to latch onto and it may like you just can't like not want this baby to live and you understand instantly that the entire purpose of the orcs coming here at least from um what's his name his dad's uh, Durotan? At least from Durotan's perspective is that he just wants his family to live. He sees the orcs as his family. He sees them as his people. He wants them to live and seeing this baby there that we really like and that is super cute instantly gets us into that feeling. Yeah. And here's well, it, the it thing. Does, ahead, it does what um, it took Blizzard three Warcraft games to do, which is make the orcs not a mindless slaughter machine. Um, because for the first two games, the, the orcs are just primarily this 
conquesting war machine and there's no if you, you want know, to play an evil faction you play right there's there's no human element to them uh, whereas in warcraft 3 they you know introduce this storyline where uh thrall who, who is the baby um you know is is trying to find a home for his people and all of a sudden you're starting to realize that the orcs aren't all evil it was actually just the ones who were signed up with the burning legion that made them evil but orcs by themselves you know apart from the burning legion they're a very neutral race. They're not evil. Um, they're barbaric, but they're not evil. Right. They're very um, honor bound. And right. They yeah. Like they're war, very, very honorable and mean. yeah, very honorable and, you know, big time carnivores. But, you know, they're not uh, trying to kill people just for the sake of killing people. And I thought that was the coolest thing that this movie tried to do is it tried to make every side in a way understandable. Like even Gul'dan, my favorite thing about that is how he's introduced like instantly he seems super evil because he uses all these souls to to kill things, but then he like everyone yeah, is like he helps give birth. Everyone is everyone cool. is like you brought a pregnant woman here? What kind of idiot are you? But he is like no, screw it. You know what? I'm just going to I'm Okay, got the baby. Oh, it's dying. Dear life. And, you know, brings it back to life. And it's I like holding that. on for dear life? Uh, hey, that gives me an idea. Yeah. I, but, but, <laughs> it's a good idea, Cameron. <laughs> I, I love that they have this horrifyingly villainous character, but the, one of the first things they do with him is have him bring a baby that is dying back right. to life. That's really cool to me. And if Thrall turns out to be sort of the good guy version of the orcs and Gul'dan's the bad guy version, I think that sets up a really interesting possibility for future narratives i think that's I, I agree with you i thought i saw that scene and immediately was like well that is interesting because right now he just looks like episode four darth vader like he is you know he could still be very effective but he's also very cookie cutter in a way yeah um well so. he dies in the second video game Spoiler alert! <laughs> um, so Gul'dan has been dead for a long time a in bummer. the in the primary universe in World of Warcraft. Now there is an, there's an alternate universe where he's still alive that the players are currently in. Mm. Um, but uh, he uh, yeah he dies. Another guy named Nerzul takes over. Who Nerzul ends up becoming the Lich King. If you ever heard of him, oh. um, he played Warcraft three. That's Nerzul is an orc. Yes, Nerzul is originally the Lich King. And he becomes the Lich King. Yeah, oh, weird. And, uh, and then Arthas uh, ends up becoming one with Nerzul and becomes the Lich King, kind of embodied again. Gotcha. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So that's uh, so yeah. Gul'dan actually plays a very minor role later on in the story. There's a a relic called the Skull of Gul'dan that has a lot of uh, evil power um, that, that comes into play is, in the game. Is but. he trying to save the orcs? Like, is that his thing? No, he's trying to get power for himself because he's corrupted by the Burning Legion. Well, he's, 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 loyal, this, he's loyal to the Legion. Um, he He's using his people as a pawn to kind yeah. of you know, serve the Legion. Well, okay. in the movie, I sort of got the impression that Rick had that he is totally, he's totally evil, but he's sort of got like a road to hell is paved with good intentions vibe to yeah. him where I feel like, you know... Maybe, you know, sort of like a manifest destiny scenario he's where he's like, I'm going to carve through anyone and everyone to preserve my culture. He's a monster, and, but mm -hmm. he's trying to do a good thing in a way. Like yeah. the thing, if you just took the one sentence of I want to keep the orc people safe and give them a good home. That's a good thing. If you say, I want to keep the orc people safe and give them a good home by ripping the souls of every other race from them and, you know, <laughs> destroying everything in the world, that sounds pretty bad. I yeah. feel like if the movie capitalized on that theme more, it would have been very, very cool. Yep. Yeah. However, I would say the movie also cannibalizes that in itself when it has, like, him cheating in that, that fight with uh, Durotan yeah. and when it has him, you know, in a way that also works because he's trying to get the orcs over. Right. But I, I don't know. I, it it that, does. It does seem cannibalistic to his intentions. I yeah. loved that fight, though. That fight that was, was a great so fight. amazing. That concept is is not canon, basically. You know, that the what I was saying earlier, you know, about Gul'dan and his kind of his player profile or his character sure. profile, if you will, like he 
the, I think the reason they didn't make that a bigger focus for him was because that's not who he is as a character. Right. Um, and so, you know, you have like, remember they talked about like how their, their world used to be like having, having trees and snow and all that stuff, you know, that what, what it was, the orcs are a very shamanistic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they have a, like a binding with the elements there and like the elements have, uh, like avatars that are called elementals, you know, they're living embodiments of fire or water or wind or whatever. So the fact that that's a whole world is a big blow to their culture. Well, what, what it was was that in joining with the Burning Legion, Gul'dan and some of the other chieftains broke the bond between the orcs and the, the elements, and in doing so, it caused a cataclysm in their home world and, and tore it to shreds. Oh, okay. um, so it wasn't it was just like Gul'dan and maybe other things used this evil magic and it killed everything? No, not, not really, no, it was uh, kind of a combination of the two. Right, um, right. But you have, uh, for instance, in World of Warcraft, uh, the first expansion, Burning Crusade, you go to what's called Outland, which is uh, the, the place where the orcs came to Azeroth from, and it's this fragmented world, There's you know, it's all corrupted and destroyed, but in the most recent expansion, Warlords of Draenor, you go to an alternate universe of their home uh, before all of that happens, so you get to explore the same regions and see what they look like before the corruption. Oh, cool. uh, it's really interesting. Parallels. I think it's amazing that this movie chose to kill uh, dang it, I keep Durotan. Durotan. Yeah. Because he, like, he, the movie spends so much time and makes him the most, uh, character you most empathize with. Right. He's the best character there. He has the best intentions. He's always trying to make things better for everyone. And they kill him brutally. Like, yeah. it is really, really rough to watch. The yeah. fact that that is one of the scenes in the movie that I feel like was most like there's very few I would things I would change about that scene. It just works surface level and deeper levels much better than almost all of the other singular scenes in the movie. Definitely. Like you have that scene we talked about earlier, the the sex orc talk that that works on a gamut of levels, but doesn't just nail one thing incredibly. And I think that scene did that. It was it's a good fight for one thing. Yeah. But in terms of killing off a protagonist-ish character, like it couldn't have been handled better yeah, within I mean, the context of the him, story set up so far. I, I would have called him the pr- protagonist of this movie, 100%. He's the one with the most... He's a much better or... protagonist than the than Diet Aragorn. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, 100%. I, I mean, I get the impression that they're setting him up for the next movie to be somewhat of an antagonist because I think he'll be the one perpetrating the war. Durotan? He's no, dead. no, not Durotan. Diet Aragorn. Oh, yeah, exactly, because... Stupid ideas were made because stupid awesome ideas were, gr- were amazing, and you just don't stupid understand decisions. movies. <laughs> stupid decisions, great decisions. <laughs> no, no, this interesting, is why, but this stupid. Is, this is why we're opinionated. No, yeah. um, I'll say so, it. I said it at the wind up of the spoiler free part of it. Like, I agree, I think there's going to be a ton of potential in a sequel for this movie, and yeah. I kind of hope it does well enough to get one, though I don't yeah. feel like it Cause, will because this is essentially just the start of the w- w- oh. So this movie is called Warcraft. The next movie will be called War of Warcraft, and then the next movie will be The Worlds of Warcraft. I really don't go with that. (laughs) This is why you're not making these movies. (laughs) This is why I'm making other movies. All right, we've been going on. Need more tickets purchased. (laughs) We've been going on for a while. Do we want to kind of have one more thought about things now that we can spoil and then wrap it up? Um, let's like give everyone a final word on on scene, and then we'll go back around on rating. Okay, how about that? That sounds good. Um, Andrew, would you like to start? Final word on just anything I... I on on like. anything spoiler thoughts. Like, this sure. is the thing I've walked out that I feel most passionate about that we haven't talked about. Ooh. It'll be uninterrupted. Uh, something that we haven't already talked about. That's hard. We've talked about everything. Um, <laughs> that's fair. If you, if you yeah. don't have anything left to go, that's fine. Um, no, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead and give your rating, then. Like, See, out of five. Out of five? Yeah. Three. And it's five... It's, Five something somethings out of five. Like so. five green orc babies out of five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll do three orc babies out of five. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, 
I really wish that Medivh's plot had been handled better. I feel like that's one of the biggest mistakes in this is because I and I don't understand uh, entirely what happened with him. I feel like what I get the impression of is he started messing with fell magic. It started giving him these weird fugue states that caused him to um, do evil things during those fugue states, like bring the orcs to this place. And that eventually took him over. And then at the end, he kind of snapped out of it for a second to do something good again. Um, That's the impression I get. And I don't know if it's right at all. And I feel like that character could have been one of the most interesting ones because he he could have this really interesting conflict with himself that that could be really fun. Um, So that's the one thing that I would definitely change. Uh, As far as rating, I'm going to give this movie um, two and a half. weird super saiyan transformations in the middle of the movie for no reason that i don't understand out of five chris okay so my biggest bummer was that when they put (laughs) when they put thrall in the river that the mom orc didn't start singing this song (laughs) (laughs) that joke about Moses. Okay, you realize you're just going to have to put the put this on over the thing. It's not going to pick up well enough. It is picking yeah. up fine. <laughs> <laughs> just oh like you're going to have to insert Leroy Jenkins in like 17 times for Cameron. Yeah. I, I feel like that this movie just in general, like there were just several little moments. I was like, that is a really good touch. And why? Why? Stop it! <laughs> I honestly feel like that was the most appropriate Leroy Jenkins so it's far. It's true to the, the character. <laughs> that is... Actually, that's a great argument. <laughs> oh my god, did you just run in? <laughs> Stick to the plan, chums! So, it, I, I almost feel like that's what happened with all everything involving the planning behind this movie. It's like, <laughs> stick to the plan! <laughs> and Duncan Jones is just like, Duncan Jones! And he just does whatever. Or this, or Blizzard maybe made a call and made him do whatever or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but it's like, there's just a few moments where you can see, like, Duncan Jones is a really strong director. And I, for, that was one of the things I mean, like, oh, maybe this will be the first good video game movie. And it's not. It's Even if my rant su- summarizing the plot didn't make sense, I feel like that they're just wasn't enough inspired moments in this movie that like but there are a few that are there so you can tell that like they know how to do it it's just it's needlessly complicated it's needlessly just too much happening and i just wish it was a more grounded story and that you let that like it stories that are more simple have the greater capacity to nail i feel like very specific scenes stronger you know, like I, a big comparison to me is Avengers 1 and Avengers 2. Like it, most people seem to I, I think you might actually disagree with me on this, Andrew, but mm-hmm. you probably liked Avengers 2 a little more than Avengers 1. Ooh, because you let me borrow Avengers 2. You told me I, I should watch it. And I, I sort of feel like Avengers 2 is like just OK. But I thought Avengers 1 is great. I so think, I think they're both great. I think I would give the first one slightly higher. Yeah, rated, but so most I think the second one is solid too. I think I enjoy it more than most people do for sure. So most people like that that I talk to like they they sort of have the same complaint I had about Avengers two and that you know it's much different from this one is that I understood it like I I could follow the plot but I just didn't enjoy that there was so much in it you know I I whereas Avengers one it's almost to a fault even a little bit like 
so simple that like I didn't know like all right so there's these aliens like where did the aliens come from why are they there like you know whatever we haven't seen anything from them in the MCU so far right. but I was more along for that ride because it's easier for me to be like okay just just latch onto this idea and basically we're hitting the idea of a bunch of superheroes that have very conflicting you know personalities ideologies having to work as a team for the good of a city. Right. And uh, there's a lot of charisma that's in that film that's nailed because they're not burdened by having to provide exposition in every single other scene behind all of these lore points exactly. they have to hit. And to me, that's this film's biggest problem is that when you spend time having to explain how things work, you are basically taking screen time away from moments that could be used to really provide a lot of humanity, a lot of character and charisma and comedy and drama, anything, anything that we actually go to the movies for. I don't go to the movies to read a Wikipedia article. Uh, I, I would rather play the game or I'd rather read a book or a comic book that, that can have the liberty to go into that information at a pace that's appropriate for that medium. But a film isn't a place to do that. Uh, I think a series like you mentioned, Rick, would be perfect for this type of story because then it can make everything digestible and make everything make sense and come to a head a lot easier. I honestly have this like incredible idea that would never, ever, ever work of like four movies being made of this movie and they're all from different characters' point of view showing the same events, like sort of a Rashomon thing. Oh, it would be amazing because you could have protagonists of this story and you watch another one and it's like, oh, that guy was actually it completely It would be kind of cool to realize that like the the female orc had that conversation with the king if exactly. you didn't have that you could play it 100% before. different that could be cool yeah. I'm not going to say that's a bad idea oh, I mean it's, it's oh, yeah, crazy way, it would never work it's the, crazy yeah. but by the way Garona totally not introduced until the most recent expansion pack of World of Warcraft so you never uh, meet Corona until right. the last expansion yeah the first wow. the first time she and she totally doesn't play the role that she plays in this movie at all so I'm clear. She's a half orc, right? That's what they were implying yeah. throughout the movie. Okay, yeah. cool. I her, make sure her, her name is Garona yeah. Half Orkin. Garona, not Corona. Right. That would be a copyright. I thought it was Corona. I thought it was Corona, and I was like, all right, maybe there's like an H in there. It's silent, and that's how they got around it. Like, <laughs> I totally thought it was Corona. Like, with, I thought it was like the K H, and I was like, all right, well, it sounds similar, but that'll be a funny thing to talk about. So, what rating would you give the movie? Oh, like, oh my gosh, half, like one star. Wow. Uh, I, 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 the only lower rating. You would put this on the same level as as Fast and the Furious 2? Yes. Wow. Yes, I, I, 100%. Here's the thing I understood too Fast, Too Furious. It was boring. This movie, just no way to connect to any of the characters for me. I, I like some moments, and that gives, like, if I'm honest, like, Duro Tan is the only character in the whole movie that I was like, okay, I think he's cool. I want him to succeed. But everyone around him, I was just constantly trying to figure out what their deal was. Wow. Like I, I was like, for, for a while, I thought Medivh might be a, an antagonist just because he was kind of a dick a lot. And wow. I was like, but then he's like, no, he's being the fell. He's actually a good hearted person at heart. But I'm like, no, but he's still a, kind of a dick. Like I, I just didn't understand why I should care about anyone else. And mm -hmm. the only reason I could see myself caring about Diet Aragorn is because he's had a lot of loss in his life, but that's not really even brought up until much later, right? It's not, it wasn't, it isn't until... You're supposed to care about him because he's a human and he's fighting for his world. Like, that's, that's enough. No, that's, that's not enough. That's, that's not more than enough. enough. Like, there's... Not a, enough for me. There's a bunch of horrifying monsters invading his country, eating his people. That's enough for me to care about the guys. I feel like that's, to me, that is, like, lowest, like, bar. I Chris say. in favor of horrible monsters coming in and eating his people. Uh, because <laughs> he's Hitler. If those monsters are Durotan, absolutely. <laughs> Durotan has a better goal. All right, Cameron, give your thoughts. 
Um, I think it's very telling with this film that it has a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes currently and on Fandango, a four and a half star rating from fans. But um, that's out of 10, right? On no, Fandango. no. Oh, that's sorry. I'm thinking, half I'm thinking of IMDb. Yeah, no, this is on, on Fandango, which I don't know how, you know. That might like, change. There could be two people it. who have voted. You know, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how big their voting scheme is. But anyway, I think it's very telling, though, that. Fans of the series tend to really like it, whereas critics uh, tend to really not like it um, for all of the reasons that we've spent the last however long discussing. Um, if so, for me, I think final thoughts um, really are just kind of callbacks to things I've said already. You know, that visually this film is beautiful. Story wise, I feel like they really um, tried to play to the middle too much and in such a way uh, ended up losing the hardcore fans and the people who are relatively new to the series. Um, and so I just I just don't really think they hit the right chord. You know, it just kind of felt like it, the, the film was off key. And um, and so I'm, I look forward to a sequel. I, I hope that they learn the lessons from this. And, you know, I, and, and also, I mean, one thing that's really important as well to mention is that the story, like the lore of, you know, the, the Warcraft universe gets way more interesting the further you go into it. So like if you just went back, like if you just went on the Wikipedia and read the history of the first war, yeah, it's kind of cool or whatever. But like the really cool stuff starts to happen in the second war and then the events in Warcraft three, like it, it just all builds on top of each other. So the first story is by far the, the least compelling, in my opinion, hmm. uh, as opposed to all the things that come later. So you could also make an argument, you know, that the the film is that way as well. Um, there are also a lot of things that we know in the light of all that we've experienced in the Warcraft universe uh, as, as you know, people who are big fans of the lore and know everything that's happened over the last few years. Um, we look at the events in this and we see, you know, okay, well, like, like what I brought up earlier about the, the difference between the fell and the burning legion, like, well, you know, but at the same time, if you go back to Warcraft one, the burning legion wasn't a thing. Nobody knew what that was. So it makes sense that Cadgar would just call it the fell and use all these improper terms to, to identify it because nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, now we, as the audience have a unique perspective because, you know, we know so much more than these characters do at their time. Hmm. So, so there's also something to be said for that uh, when it comes to some of the little weird discrepancies in the story, I think. But overall, you know, I did enjoy it as a fan, um, as a film critic, I didn't. Um, but uh, I'm able to find a happy medium between the two somewhere and, and say that I'm, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I saw it. Um, as far as ratings go, I'm going to give it uh, three neck snaps, three <laughs> one handed neck snaps out of five. Awesome. I didn't even say the, the thing. I know you were so upset about it's too late. That was the best one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not 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 much loss. I never talked about the editing. I'm a little sad about that. Very edited I mean, way too quickly. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna leave if you start talking about editing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, we will edit you leaving out. <laughs> that works. No, we will not. We will just stop. I, I'm over talking about it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, guys, uh, who are we? We're, We're opinionated. opinionated. Thanks for listening. I can't believe you guys went along with that. All right. I kind of like it. We'll start ending it on that note from now on. <laughs> hey, <Hey-o. laughs> 
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Opinionated as we reviewed Warcraft. Just a couple notes before the episode ends. Guys, thanks so much for all of your uh, likes and subscriptions and ratings. Uh, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. That actually makes more of a difference than anything else and it really helps us uh, get the word out about this new thing we've got going on. Also check out our website at www.opinionatedpodcast.com and we have a cool polling feature every single episode that we release where we'll you know release some sort of poll for you guys to uh, take a look at. We enjoy hearing from you and seeing who you thought had the most accurate opinion on a given film. Also it, it gives those of us who win a, a small self-esteem boost in regarding their own opinions. <laughs> Wanted to give another shout out to Lauren Strange, our featured artist for this episode. You can check her out at laurenstrange.com. Go download her EP, say yes, and look out for that new album. Also, go ahead and uh, give us a follow on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at OpinionCast. So that's O-P-I-N-I-O-N-C-A-S-T. And all of our episodes go through there as well. So if you're more of a Twitter guy than a Facebook guy, then you can follow us there and you'll get updates as episodes are released. Speaking of social media, we also have a Facebook page. Look for Opinionated Podcast on Facebook and give us a like. And we keep that updated pretty regularly as well. You can also follow Rick and I on Twitter personally. My tag is at Kais and Rick's tag is Opinionated Rick. Uh, and all of the information is on our website as well. Give the website a check. And last but not least, send us an email. We love we love getting your emails. Check us out at opinionatedpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>